You're listening to the Unemployed AF Dad Podcast. Check out the video on YouTube at Unemployed AF Dad. And now here are your hosts, Adam and Leslie Lancaster. All right. Welcome, everybody. Happy Black Friday to you. As we record this today, it will not be Black Friday when you listen, but hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. This is Unemployed AF Dad and I guess maybe Employed Mom. Is that your name? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> or just Adam Doesn't and really roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. Well, episode two, we want to first off just thank everyone who listened to the first episode. Uh, I didn't have much of an expectation going into it. And uh, the response and feedback and support that we received was just overwhelming, unexpected, much appreciated. Um, not to say that we got like a million people that reached out to us, but I wasn't, I really didn't know what to expect. I thought maybe like, you know, 10, 15 people would listen. And it was, it was more than that. I won't say how many people, but it was more than that. And people were texting and, uh, it was just really, it, it felt good because number one, people relate to the content, but number two, it's always nice when people have your back, right? Especially when you venture out into a new thing like like this. Absolutely. This is definitely a uncharted territory for us. We've never done anything like this before. And uh, there's definitely a level of vulnerability, putting yourself out there. And uh, it's it, it was scary. And so it's nice to... Um, it was nice to have like our community show up for us and show that support. And yeah, it was wonderful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Like you said, you definitely are putting yourself out there. And my logic behind it was almost like, is anybody going to care? Is anybody going to want to listen to me? What, who am I? I? I bring nothing, no expertise. Like we said in the first episode, we're not experts. We are just going off of our life experience and, and where we're at currently in our alcohol-free journey. But yeah, I, that, that's kind of, especially with posting online too, because we, we do have an Instagram. If you guys want to go check it out, it's a little more lighthearted maybe than some of the topics that we'll discuss on the <laughs> podcast. So, um, but I was again, like, who cares, right? Does it, does anybody really need to see this? Is anybody going to, um, you know, react to this or is it just going to be something they scroll on by because we're bombarded by all this content out there. So anyway, long story short, thank you guys so much <laughs> for all the support. We really appreciate it. Um, and thank you, Leslie, for just pushing me to get this content out there. Uh, again, this is our first time. We had no idea what we were doing. Um, obviously, the audio was not great. So for those of you who actually made it through the entire episode, uh, kudos to you because I had trouble doing it. And we knew that going into it that the audio wasn't great. And we actually re-recorded the episode and it just did not flow as a normal conversation because it wasn't. It was we were trying to manufacture the first conversation we had. And that's not what this podcast is. It's literally just authentic, raw conversation that you and I are having. Huh. It's not scripted. We're not going back and editing. There's editing software out there now. You can take <laughs> out your uhs and your ums and your pauses, and you can actually have AI re-record things that you didn't mean to say. And it's crazy, which that's awesome. Some people may need that, but that's not what we are. We want people to just kind of feel like they're in the room with us having, you know, listening to us have a conversation. And 
sometimes I will stutter. Sometimes I will say, uh, or like, or, you know, but hey, that's me. Right. Right. That's the, uh, that's the appeal. I think is that it's real. It's natural. It's not scripted. And we sometimes don't know. Sometimes I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I say, uh, so I can gather my thoughts. Right. And I think we all that's do that. Okay. But again, yeah, thank you for just pushing me to get this content out because I could have taken two, three, four weeks just working, you know, trying to fix the audio issues. But if you're watching the video, which you can watch it on YouTube, um, you can see that we actually have these fancy new mics and I hope it sounds much better. I mean, during testing, it sounded really, really good compared to what it was previously yeah. so i'm hoping that it it really shows when you're listening to this uh, um, on your audio podcast or watching on youtube uh whatever you prefer so anyways now that we have that all out of the way what are we going to talk about today we are going to be discussing kind of the signs uh that you might need to examine your relationship with alcohol these are a list of kind of like our personal experiences of things that um you know, we experienced ourselves that uh, led us to the place that we are now. Um, you and I just had that conversation not that long ago that uh, we didn't just like wake up one morning and we're like, you know what we should do? <laughs> we should, we stop should just drinking. stop drinking. It didn't happen like that. It was uh, years and years and years in the making and, um, you know, fights and arguments <laughs> and you know, lots of distress and it was, it came to, it came to a conclusion um, over time. It wasn't something that, yeah, we were just like, all is well, but you know what? We should try this. <laughs> it's just like someone who, you know, has gained a lot of weight or, or whatever. It's not like you just one day, you know, woke up and you're like, oh my gosh, I've gained 50 pounds overnight. It's, it's a buildup. It's a mm-hmm. process. And I think that's the same with you know, people and alcohol, obviously for us, you know, there were many, many years and events that led to us finally saying, look, we need to make a change. There, There is definitely um, issues here that, that I think could be resolved by, you know, cutting out alcohol. Right. Um, so, but yeah, how do you, how do we, we identify that? What, what are we looking at? And so I think obviously the first thing is, is alcohol affecting your relationships? It could be with a spouse, you know, and like in our situation, it could be with friends, it could be with your family, it could be with your children. Is it positively impacting those relationships or is it negatively impacting those relationships? And I, I don't know many people that, well, I guess, you know, you could like looking back to our 20s, you know, we thought it was positively impacting our relationships with our friends because we thought we were bonding and and making all these memories, which now that you look back, you're like, you know, I wouldn't trade those moments, but it it certainly wasn't probably the best way to build relationships. Um, But, you know, I'm grateful we still have those friends. I am too. (laughs) Yeah. If you guys are listening, we love you. The family. (laughs) But as far as, you know, most relationships, I think if you look at statistics, you know, alcohol plays a big part in a lot of um, domestic abuse and and things like that and uh, you know can make people more violent and um, which certainly wasn't the case with us but um, you know looking back it, it definitely 
was, like I said, a buildup of just one thing after another that kind of led to this final conclusion that we needed to make a change. So um, what, what are some other things you think people, as far as relationships, when they can tell that alcohol is, is impacting and playing a big part in it, that it's probably not in a good way? I think um, when you constantly have the same argument, like over and over and over again, like you kind of feel like you're in Groundhog's Day. You're just like, I can't do this again. I can't have this argument again. I can't relive this day again. I, I think that is um, one of the biggest like um, wake up calls or indications that you um, might need to reconsider your relationship with alcohol. If alcohol is, you know, the the common thread in in that argument over and over again. And you know, for us, it, it well, let's. When we decided to go alcohol free, I know a lot of people said to me like, hey, you know, why? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have a drinking problem. And I, my reaction was, well, you know, first of all, what is a drinking problem? How do you define that? But I was like, I clearly have problems that have resulted because of my drinking. I have, you know, arguments with Leslie who we we never argued, you know, outside of you know, things about my drinking, um, I mean, are very rarely argued, but, you know, many, many problems um, and other things that I won't get into at this point personally, you know, just issues that came up from drinking um, could be even health related. But I was like, so that to me, yeah, it was a drinking problem. I didn't have one in the sense of, you know, I had lost everything and I was in the gutter with a brown bag, you know, begging for money. I think that's what we kind of think of, you know, that extreme but a drinking problem could literally be I have a drink once a month, but that time I do it, I get very drunk and, you know, feel like garbage the next day and can't function. And it could affect my job. It could affect, um, you know, spending time with my family. Um, so, you know, I don't when you when you say drinking problem, that can look different for for many different people. Yeah, absolutely. And different for. um different stages of life too like you know in our 20s we were going out on the weekends and stuff like that binged drinking but at the time I was like this isn't quote a problem um you know we're just going out and we're having fun but if we were leading that life now in our mid to late okay we're in our late 30s (laughs) there's no mid mid about it um you know, and having two kids like that, that would be a problem, right? right. Because it would impact so much. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it, it depends on the stage of your life and um, some other things. So like just being able to take inventory of where you are and um, what's going on in your life and how it's how it's affecting you, how alcohol is affecting you. And, you know, going back to relationships, I know with our kids, you know, it, it affected them, you know, uh, just this morning, actually, <laughs> Bliss said to me, you know, I'm so glad that you don't, don't drink alcohol anymore. I said, oh yeah, why is that? And she's like, well, I always felt bad for you when you would, you would stay out really late. And then the next day you, you wouldn't feel good. You'd, you'd lay in bed and not feel good. And I mean, she's, she's young, but she's smart. She, mm-hmm. she knows that because I did something, it had consequences and they weren't good consequences. 
And so, you know, just the fact that I don't want to be that example um, for my children, but it, it was affecting our relationship because there were many mornings where I was not the parent that I am, you know, I know that I am, mm -hmm. but, you know, I, I just didn't feel like I could. Um, and, and there was times where I tried to put on that brave face and I would be like, okay, okay, you're good. You're good. And just, you know, not giving it your all. Um, and the, and the people can tell you're not present, you know, you're there, you know, physically, but mentally you're, you're spaced out. You're like, Oh my God, I just, I just want to go back to bed. I don't feel good. So it definitely, even if you are like, Oh, my kids are little, they're, they're not going to remember this. It does impact them and it. And it is something that they, they do remember. Absolutely. Um, so two things with that story. One, um, how did how did it make you feel whenever Bliss said that to you? Well, obviously, it, it makes you feel awful. Um, but in the same respect, it also is like, well, I'm glad that she acknowledges that I, I'm no longer doing that and that it, I'm a better father for it. And like she can see that already just, you know, seven months into this journey. Um, number two, it makes me think, why would I ever want to go back? You know, um, even if I could control it, you know, and only have a drink and, and, you know, feel okay the next day, the fact that there is now that correlation in her mind between me drinking and not feeling good the next day and not being present and, and there to play with her is something that I don't even want um, to come up. And like, what, what would that trigger inside of her? You know, if right. you did drink, like, oh man, dad's not going to be feeling good tomorrow. Cause I know that from experience. Um, there was a, there was a second part to that after I asked my question. Um, oh yeah, it was um, kudos to you for um, every time that you, quote, didn't feel good, but you were really honest with her with all of those experiences. You flat out said like, hey, I did something really dumb last night. I, you know, I drank too much alcohol. It makes my body feel terrible. I didn't sleep well last night. I don't feel good. Um, don't allow me to be an example. Alcohol is not bad, but when you drink too much of it, it can do this to you. Um, so kudos to you for like being honest with her and not trying to like, you know, just brush it under the rug and, you know, just say like, oh, just not feeling good. Like, man. I think a lot of times we don't give our kids enough credit because, you know, mm -hmm. again, with our kids being their ages, you know, like, oh, they're small. They, they won't understand. They understand, you know, and, and you can only say that excuse so many times. I, I, oh, I just I'm not feeling the best before they're like, well, wait a minute. Every time he goes out, the next day he doesn't feel good. And I know when he's going out, he's drinking. I know, but also I didn't, yeah, I didn't want, I didn't want to lie to our children. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to, you know, I want to be as upfront as I can be. There, there are certain things that you kind of have to shield your kids from, and you maybe don't tell them the entire story um, until maybe they're ready for it mm -hmm. when they're older. But with, with alcohol, I, I, yeah, I never wanted to be like, you know, I don't drink, and this isn't re because I was drinking, you know, and try to hide the fact that I make mistakes. I think that's really important to for your children to know that we are human. We Just because we're your parents doesn't mean we don't make mistakes, that we know all the answers. Yeah, I was just going to say have all the answers. I know growing up, I always thought my parents had all the answers, and I think a lot of kids do. 
And I think it's refreshing for kids to know that, hey, it's okay to mess up because my parents mess up. Mm -hmm. You know, I think if you have that expectation, your parents know everything and, and they don't make mistakes, then it puts that pressure on the child to be the same, not make mistakes and, and try to have it all figured out when really none of us have it figured out, right? <laughs> no. Do you ever truly have it figured out? I, I don't think so. No. You learn a little bit more every day, but you don't always, you're never going to, you know, be this perfect person that doesn't make mistakes and is the perfect parent. Um, it's, it's always a learning process. Yeah, very much so. I totally agree, 100%. So we've talked about relationships a little bit. Um, you know, again, if it's impacting, alcohol is impacting a relationship in a negative way, um, clearly maybe you need to examine um, why you're drinking and if it could be beneficial to stop. Um, I, I personally just think that based off of my relationship with you, relationship with my family, our kids, um, it's gotten much better yeah. without alcohol. Um, you know, there, there were times where we had plans with my family and I missed it because I was hungover. Um, they all knew it. There was no denying it. There's, you know, and they never shamed me for it and they never made me feel bad about it really, but I felt bad about it. And I, you know, I don't like the fact that I bailed on some of our events because I wasn't physically able to go. So obviously that makes it better when you're sober and feel good and, and can, you know, go to those obligations and commitments and, and enjoy their company. Yeah, I 100% agree. <laughs> so another thing um, to examine is how is it affecting your, your everyday life, your health, um, your job? Uh, you know, are you a productive person? Are you waking up every morning, um, you know, and have a routine? Are you exercising? Um, do you, are you eating well? Because I think we've talked about, you know, alcohol has a domino effect, right? Like because you were drinking the previous night, the next day you don't have that motivation to do the, the normal routine that you may do. You're going to feel like eating garbage. I mean, we've all been there, right? You know, you want fast food or you want to go eat like the biggest pancake breakfast in the world. <laughs> I mean, no Mama's. offense to anybody who likes the Waffle House, but I don't think I've ever gone there without <laughs> drinking beforehand. I've just It's never on my radar, but for whatever reason, when we were drinking, Waffle House just sounded like, you know, the best place to go eat. Yeah, I, I completely agree. When you drink, you know, you don't sleep well. You have that awful, like pounding in your chest from your heart um you have the dry mouth you're hot like you're you're so incredibly hot and not like a hot where like you can just take the blanket off and and then you're good it's like this inferno inside of you that you're just like good god i i don't no amount of water is going to quench this and so then obviously that leads to um you know not feeling well the next day because you didn't sleep good and then yeah and then it leads to the like eating all the junk food and well, you know needing caffeine and then you're short with your kids and then you have shame because you know you yelled at them because you were short-tempered because you're tired and you know you don't feel well. it's just it is it's a domino effect that um it costs you so much i just i don't know of a way to be healthy and, and also drink consistently. 
because especially as you get older and you just you know you can't metabolize as quickly and mm -hmm. you're um you know you're eating this junk food i could eat junk food when i was younger and it you know i was still skinny as i gotten older you can't eat the same things that you used to without like having to work extra hard to burn that off you know and but also uh, too like your just your gi system in general like that gets affected so much by oh yeah, eating garbage and indigestion and yeah. acid reflux oh yeah but you know empty calories are coming from that alcohol you're drinking right mm -hmm. and i know that i used to my my drink back in i don't know the day was like crown and coke mm -hmm. so not only am i drinking you know alcohol but i'm combining it with soda which has tons of sugar it's terrible for you caffeine and, in it too yeah caffeine in it too and you're drinking that with the alcohol then you're going and getting your you know waffle house meal or taco bell or <laughs> whatever your choice is that night and yeah waking up and probably sleeping in late laying on the couch most of the day um maybe even for lunch you're again eating fast food because you know you just don't have an appetite for much else you just want the greasiest you know biggest burger you can find or something like that mm -hmm. um so it's just very very difficult to keep up that routine and be healthy mm -hmm. so I, I don't i think if you stop and think about it it's it's not going to be positively impacting your your health um so if you are somebody who likes to be healthy and, <laughs> and you want to you know stay fit and in, into your you know 30s 40s 50s it's it gets harder and harder to kind of consume not just alcohol but soda you know uh, cookies chips whatever it gets harder and harder to be able to consume that without you seeing the effects of it yeah very much so very much so another thing um examining how much money you are spending on your drinking which is something that i didn't really ever think about until i stopped buying bourbon <laughs> and i realized wow you are spending a lot of money on bourbon and it wasn't necessarily that I was drinking it all the time, but I would, you know, for whatever reason, I wanted to kind of showcase it. I had my like little bourbon bar and I was like, oh, I need, I need 45 bottles of bourbon on my display. And you would have like, you know, like an inch left in some of them. I didn't and you're like, of it. I, yeah, can't I can't drink get, that can't because it. it won't look, you know, like aesthetically, aesthetically how it, yeah. how it's not supposed to look. But then also going out. You know, it got expensive. Um, we'll touch base on this later, but we we took a trip recently, and we you know it was our first trip together, alcohol free, and we did not spend nearly um, the money that we normally spend because, you know, you go out to bars and you know a beer is seven, eight, nine dollars depending on where you're at, and you're not just having one, and then you're buying you know liquor is you know even more expensive. Uh, you know, just for the two of us to go out for a night would be, you know, 70, 80 bucks, if not more. Um, and if you're consistently doing that, plus your meals, you know, add that on. Alcohol is not cheap. I mean, you you do have people who can probably buy like a 24 pack of Bush Light and for whatever it costs and and that's all they buy. OK, but I mean, realistically, most of us are probably you know, spending more on money on alcohol than we, drinkers. Yeah, than we need to be. So um, examining that, I think, is, is really important, um, especially if you're on a tight budget, which who isn't these days, right? Truth, truth. 
Yeah, when you can't even, you know, go to the grocery store without dropping at minimum like a hundred bucks. Yeah, like weaseling some alcohol in there is just like it's not it's not necessary. You don't you don't need to because, you know, fruit and vegetables are expensive enough. (laughs) I mean, I can't go into Target without dropping two hundred dollars these days, it seems like. Oh, Target. Um, Is it benefiting your sleep? And I think I know the answer to this one for everybody is no, it's not. Even if you think it is. I think we maybe touched base on this a little bit previously, but, you know, People think, oh, I've had a lot to drink. I, it will help me go to sleep quicker. Or even it's a sedative. Yeah, even like, hey, to relax and calm down, I'm going to have a drink or two, and then I'll fall asleep faster, which may be the case, but you're not getting into that deep sleep that your body really needs. Yeah, you're not getting into that REM sleep. You're, you're basically being sedated. You're not actually going through the sleep cycles that you need to go into in order to like do that detoxifying while you're you're sleeping so it's i mean obviously it's harming you more than it's doing good it's sedating you there's a a study from the sleep foundation 2018 study and it compared the sleep quality among people who consume different amounts of alcohol and no surprise here but people the more they drank, the worse they slept, basically. Um, it, you know, low amounts of alcohol, which is like fewer than two servings a day for a man and one for a woman, decreased sleep quality by 9.3%, moderate, which is um, right at two for a man and one for a woman. This is per day, like one drink for a woman, two drinks for a man. Decreased sleep quality by 24%. And anything more than that, so more than two for a man, more than one for a woman, decreased sleep quality by 39.2%. So if you have, and, and most again, when you go out, two drinks for a guy is not much. Like if you say, oh, I only had two drinks tonight, that's still decreasing your sleep quality by 39.2%. So imagine how much worse it gets the more you drink. Oh, yeah. Like and at I, some point, you know, there's, there's zero sleep quality. And I think we can all relate to that because there's been many nights that I can think back to after I drank were just so restless. Like, yeah, you do fall asleep quickly, but inevitably I would wake up only a couple hours later and either you have that dry mouth or just be so hot or have to go to the bathroom. And then you just, it's a struggle to ever get back to sleep. And before you know it, it's like it's seven in the morning and you're like, did I even sleep last night? And then like we've talked about, it sets you up for failure. Right. That whole day, you're just so, you're dragging and you have no motivation to do anything. Yeah. I mean, sleep is is pivotal and foundational and, um, you know, alcohol just doesn't do anything for it. So, no, bad, just, just avoid it. I'm already not a great sleeper as it is. I, I have a difficult time falling asleep and you just, as, I mean, seriously, as soon as you hit the pillow, you're out and I, I don't get it. Like, how do you fall asleep that quick? Like we could be talking and you could be <laughs> mid sentence and all of a sudden I'm like, Leslie. And you're like, you're gone. You're out. I don't know. I've because my battery decreases as the day goes on. It's so like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, yes, this is my time. It's the morning. I'm feeling good. Just got rest. And then as I go on, my battery gets less and less and less and less. And by the time, yeah, it's time to go to bed, like, I'm done. I'm, <laughs> I'm at zero. 
So we talked about this last time, uh, kind of a pros and cons list, right? So mm-hmm. I, I would encourage anybody who is, you know, examining their relationship with alcohol to make a pros and cons list. And it sounds stupid and silly, but I think it's just writing stuff down is is powerful. Yeah. It really is. Um, and if you just take a look at the pros and cons list, I, I don't think that you'll probably have more pros and cons. I would guess, but it can, you know, it can put it in perspective when you, when you write it out and actually, you know, in your situation, what, what is, you know, beneficial, what is not beneficial. Um, and I think most people would probably find that, you know, there, there probably is no benefit to drinking alcohol. You might think that there is, you might think, Hey, I need this to go out and, and have fun and, and relax and unwind. But Ultimately, as we've discussed, it's it's doing more harm than good. It's it's not relaxing you. It's numbing you, um, and you you will fall asleep. But you again will not get into that that REM cycle that you need to recharge and and be refreshed and productive the next day. Yeah, for sure. I totally. Uh, I mean, you know me. I like to nerd out on all kinds of things. But a pros and cons list sounds like a great way to kind of just bring the intangible tangible. Cause a lot of times, like we just have these thoughts, like just like hanging out in our head all around and, you know, they pop in and they pop out, but like actually being able to put pen to paper and like putting those thoughts down. I think that's a good representation of what a pros and cons list is, is like all these thoughts of like, I probably shouldn't drink. And, but well, you know, what do my friends think or what, you know, whatever those thoughts are that pop up into your head. A pros and cons list definitely puts it into like a, a very tangible, real thing that you can see. And then you can be like, oh, gosh, there's there's way more cons than there are pros here. Um, you know, maybe and this isn't this isn't rocket science. I mean, again, there there are podcasts out there that talk about this. And, um, you know, I think ultimately we we know subconsciously that what we're yeah. doing is is not good for us. Sure. But. You know, we, I think you said this on the last episode, we don't want to stop and talk about it and think about it because then we'll come to the conclusion that it's probably not good for us. And then we'll have to stop going out and having fun, right? Or what we perceive as fun. Right. And that kind of goes with anything that we do in excess in our lives. So whether that is, um, you know, consuming sweets. Um, being on social media, like consuming too much social media, um, binge watching Netflix, um, you know, shopping, you know, I, I mean, anything that you you do in an excess, like when you start thinking about it, you know, somewhere, you know, within yourself, like this is not good. I don't need to be doing this. Um, but when you do start to like confront that, you're like, ah, but then if mm-hmm. I acknowledge it, I, I'll know that I shouldn't do it again. and. It, it's just like this cycle. And we're not saying that there's anything wrong with binge watching something on Netflix or shopping. <laughs> I'm not shaming anybody for any of it because I'm calling um, things out that like a lot of times I just like I'm talking right, to myself. <laughs> right. But I, obviously, I mean, you know, everything in moderation, you know, yeah. it goes without saying we yeah. know that you can't live your life all or nothing. You can't no. commit to something 100 percent. And, you know, when especially people in these you know fad diets and it you know, it's got to be a lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to do it day in and day out because a diet to me indicates that there, you know, there's an end to it. It's, it's only for a time. And, um, I think you can relate to that to alcohol. You know, I've, I've been asked a lot, like, what's the end goal here? Like how long are you going? 
And I'm like, if, if you look at it that way, you know, it's almost like, well, there's a finish line. And once I get to that finish line, then I can, you know, celebrate and, and you know, have a drink. And it's like, but that's not the purpose of this, right? Um, and I think, you know, again, we, and I apologize if I said this before, I, I lose track of what we've already talked about. <laughs> but, you know, you can't compare how long, you know, your journey has been compared to someone else's because, you know, it doesn't matter, right? You know, you don't know what that other person has gone through and what has led to where they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and don't get hung up on the numbers, right? You know, seven months um, is is a long time, I think. You know, we I've, I feel good about what we've done, but in big scheme of things, it's seven months is just a tiny little fraction of our lives, you know? And um, I think it's just, yeah, it's not a good place to get into when you start thinking about, oh, I've gone this long and this long and this long because, um, you know, I, I think that it sets you up for failure down the road because what happens if you do have a drink? Is that a, a failure? If you messed up and it doesn't not matter anymore, does that previous seven months not matter? No, you gain so much experience and knowledge throughout that seven months. And you know what? If you do have a drink, that's okay. Just the next day, let's let's start it over again. Um, if that's what you choose to do. So let's for for the uh, last couple of minutes. Um, we, I, the first episode went a little longer, I think, than we anticipated. So anybody who listened to the whole thing, I I certainly appreciate it. Um, the end of this, we want to just kind of briefly talk about that trip we were uh, mentioning earlier. Um, we went to Louisville to see a comedian, and it was really funny. And it was our first trip without uh, alcohol, just the two of us, and. Previous trips kind of almost revolved around drinking, I feel like. It was like, okay, we're, we're, we're going to get there, and then what are we going to do up until when we can drink? Like, if it's early in the day, what can we do until it's, you know, socially acceptable to finally start drinking? Mm-hmm. And then we drink all night and then, you know, wake up the next day and kind of lounge around because we didn't really feel good. And then we go get that greasy burger or whatever we needed <laughs> to kind of fuel us. And then we'd like, you know, go out and do it again the next night. Um, but this trip was completely different than that. And it was refreshing. It was. I think in times past when we have gone away together, it was like, oh, man, you know, we don't have the kids and we can finally cut loose. And it was like this big exhale. And for whatever reason, alcohol was like that was our exhale. That was what we could, you know, use to relieve whatever kind of stress we had. And this time, um, it was so it was so wonderful to recall the entire trip. <laughs> That's always fun. Um, but also too to like to really be able to like experience it with each other and the be whole in the time. moment, right? Yeah. Like not worry about what's gonna happen in a couple hours, where we're gonna like yeah. let's just enjoy what we're doing. You know, I think I told you earlier, like just sitting in a coffee shop and previous trips, I would have probably been like okay, and you know, after this, let's go get ready. We can go hit a bar and, you know, pregame, whatever. And just to be, you know, sitting in that coffee shop and not care about what we're going to do next and and not have it set around drinking was very, you know, refreshing. It was, it was. And I think we, you know, we did stuff that maybe in previous trips we wouldn't have done. We wouldn't have sought out like 
fun things to do. It would have been just like you said, revolved around like, okay, when are we going to go out next? Because that's the fun part. And like, let's just get to that. Let's fast forward through all this. But then it ended in us having to like, you know, drive home. Mm. And we were exhausted because we'd been drinking all weekend, hadn't got great sleep. And what were we driving home to? To see our kids. And they're so excited to see us. And we're just kind of like, oh my God, we're so tired. Like, you know, kind of, right. Kind of like, we're excited to see them too, of course, but, you know, just not a hundred percent present for them. Um, And it was really great to, you know, be well rested and come home and, you know, ready to hang out with them and have fun and do whatever they wanted to do. Um, That was, you know, a, a complete 180 from our previous trips. Yeah. And I know, you know, when we got home, well, usually when you get home, you know, the kids are a little bit out of sorts. They haven't been in their normal routine. They're they're in a different environment. And, um, you know, sometimes they can be just a little bit more emotional um, and just kind of let things out, you know, as soon as you get there. And I know that if I yeah, have not been feeling well all weekend because, you know, you've been drinking, you just have less of a capacity to be able to deal with those things to like help your kids through those big moments of being able to just hold them and be like, hey, I know it was probably a really, really fun weekend, but um, also like you're not in your routine and you missed us a lot. Like it was it would have just been really hard to help them navigate those big emotions. But I was so grateful that, you know, we got home and that happened that I was able to just scoop up our our little boy and just hold him and just be like hey man it's okay like let's just let's just sit and cry you can just cry it's all right you know and i think that's relatable to a lot of people because what is the expectation when you go out of town or go on vacation like oh it's time to relax and kick back and have a few drinks i'm on vacation i don't have any responsibilities um, but you, you still do, you still have a responsibility to come home and, and be, you know, present because you just were away from your kids for however long. Um, or even if your kids are on the vacation with you, you know, yeah. still there's, there's just, you know, from the outside looking in a lot of, you know, trips we've taken to tropical places, resorts, you know, that's the expectation. You're going to be drinking a lot, you know, all day and then go out and drink at night for dinner and, Um, you're just, you know, again, not completely present, you know, enjoying every moment you think you are at at that time, but you're, you're numbing yourself. You're, you're not able to fully appreciate where you're at and, and just, you know, the beauty of where you're at, if you're on a beautiful Island. Um, so I think, you know, ultimately, uh, alcohol is not enhancing your vacations. (laughs) It's even though you think it might be, um, but I would encourage you to take a sober trip and just compare it, you know, see, see if it was more fun. Um, and I think ultimately probably will be. It'd be better for your relationship too. Right. I, mean, I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think next episode we're going to maybe um, take a turn and not talk about alcohol-free, maybe talk about uh, relationships. Um, I know we have a little game that we bought uh, last year or something with some cards that I thought would be kind of fun to read some questions and uh, see how you know we answer. But also, if you're you know listening, kind of how you and your spouse or your friends or whoever um, would answer those questions too, um, and maybe do some reflection. But um, really appreciate you guys listening to the second episode. You know, we're in the thick of it now. 
you know, we got that first episode out of the way and, and hopefully uh, gain some momentum. And again, thank you guys so much for everyone who listened. We hope you found the content really um, valuable. And uh, again, this is a community, right? We want to hear from people. We want to talk about things that relate to you. Um, and we hope that we continue to do so. But if you have any feedback or any topics that you'd like us to talk about, hey, feel free to reach out. We also have an Instagram and YouTube, um, you know, all that stuff. So you can contact us that way. Keep leaving reviews, uh, subscribing to the podcast. We appreciate everything. Yes, thank you so much. We appreciate you all so, so very much. Hope you all have a great week. Bye.